hard too because you heard the word, so now it applies in your life. Amen? So first and foremost, I want to thank our pastors for giving me the opportunity to share how God's word is still relevant today and how he speaks to us and he reveals things to us in order to give him glory. He has helped me grow in my journey and know that I am not alone. If it wasn't for our pastors trusting and being obedient to God's word by opening this church, there would be many, many lives that missed out on the kingdom of God. Amen? But because of the impact, influence, and truth that is spoken here at the Remnant Church, I'm saved, my husband's saved, my children are saved, my mother is saved, my aunt is saved, my brother is saved, my sister is saved, and most of my family are saved. But however, y'all got these two, Uh uh-huh, God is still working on some Because some just take a little bit longer than others. I I mean, I was one of those little bit longer than others. Amen? So our vision is reaching the lost and raising the found. So we as believers must have an impact on those around us by how we live our lives with the words that we speak and the actions that we make. So now before I begin, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. Let us have faith and trust your word, Lord. Let our ears be open to receive what it is. I pray, Lord, like Pastor Rachel said, everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats and expecting a word from you, Father. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are your words. That people hear you and hear the truth and the life and the love that you have to give. I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many of y'all know that God's word is still relevant in our lives today as it was thousands of years ago? Amen. Many of those that he spoke to, though, had to trust and obey him. So when I first gave my life to Christ over 11 years ago, I was radically changed in every area of my life. I was like off the chart. I was like Ray going in on a flea infestation, okay? I just like blew everybody. My family was like running out the doors. Like this woman is crazy. No, that's how we should be. Not just back when we're saved, but every day we should praise God. Amen? So as I began my journey, God gave me two words. And these two words are trust and obey. And I found that these two words have been so profound as I walk with Christ. Now, I did my research on Google. How many of y'all do research on Google? Huh? Because, you know, Google always has just the right answer, right? Not, but I believe that this, uh, actually, they may have gotten it right. So I looked up the definition of trust, and it says to place confidence in, to rely on the strength, character, ability, or truth of someone or something, to commit to placing one's care or keeping. Now, with that being said, As I began to look a little further, I started checking out, okay, what are the synonyms of trust? You know, because you just, once you get into something, you just keep going and going and going, right? Just like your word, you keep reading and reading and reading, and you're like, oh, it's like midnight, time to go to bed. (laughs) So I found that trust 
and faith are synonyms. Faith is also a synonym of hope, and hope is a synonym of love. So when you say that you love God, you're saying that you trust God. But when you worry about something or how something might turn out or what might happen or when you try to take control of the situation, how many of y'all like control? I have control issues. Y'all don't have to admit it. Lord's still working on me with that. But if you're doing that, you're not trusting God, and this is where I was. But Proverbs 3, 5 says, To trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Amen? But how many of y'all know that trusting and obeying is easier said than done? So I just recently experienced knowledge in these two words, again, by the revelation of God, by showing me things in my life. And as many of you know, my mother just recently passed. And the last couple of months seemed like straight hell, just being honest. But not just for her, but all of those around her. Because, like I said earlier, your life affects all those around you. So be careful. Amen. So she had by, I'm I'm just going to shortly just wrap up. She had been diagnosed with cancer two years ago. She went through chemo and radiation and was told that she was in remission. So she had been off treatment for a few months. And during that time, she found out that she had a hernia. So the doctors went in and they did surgery and she was still hurting weeks later, only to find that the cancer had spread throughout her body. Now, this was back in January of 2019, this, the beginning of this year. And they said that she possibly had three years. And then 10 months later, she was gone to be with the Lord, which is victory because she's in no more pain. She's in no more suffering. And Jesus has defeated death, hell, and the grave. Amen? So let me rewind a little bit and share with you how God revealed these two words to me. I want to take you where God took me, and that is John 11. And it talks about the death of Lazarus. And it says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, The one you love is sick. So I was like, yes, Lord, the one I love is sick. So, like, he didn't already know. You know what I mean? He already knows all things. But the one I love is sick as if I needed to remind him. But let me ask you, how many of y'all have ever said, I wish it was me that was sick than, rather than whoever it is, your loved one? Well, can I help you out? Please don't say that again. Because it's not your sickness to begin with. 
And if God didn't allow the devil to give it to you, it's not your battle and it's not your testimony anyway. So stop declaring that sickness and holding on to it. See, every day I would go and I would see my mom and I would walk in and I'd give her a kiss and then I'd start asking her 50 million questions like, how are you feeling? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? What can I do for you? What did the doctor say today? Have you taken your meds? What, uh, how much did you eat? Who likes to be nagged like that? Nobody, right? So I was really asking these questions out of concern, but little did I know that I was nagging and irritating her, and God had to show me, just, can you just stop? Can you just love her? Stop asking so many questions. So he showed me, just share pictures with her on your phone. Smile with her. Tell stories to her. Laugh with her. Because as believers, we cannot look at the circumstances in our life for the proof of God's love. If so, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. See, I had confused God's love with the proof under the circumstantial evidence. Because I realized the love of God is proven in my life when I can't feel it and I can't see it. But it's by faith that I have to operate in it. See... I still had to praise him because he is God. Not by what he does, not by what he doesn't do, but because of who he is. And sometimes I felt as though I was going through the motions of what I knew to do. Lord, please forgive us for going through the motions. We do not want to go through the motions. Your word is relevant and so new each and every day. Don't let us be mundane because your word is not mundane. Amen. So I went through the motions of what I knew to do. I was reading my word. I was praying. I would sing on the praise team. I'd go teach EFJ. People would be like, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Ha ha. Yeah, y'all ever done that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still, though, I had to trust God despite of my life's circumstances. Because trusting God takes effort. It's a choice that you make. And if I tried to battle with my own strength and didn't let the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit throw, flow through me and guide me, I would have just kept keep losing the battle. Just like you. If you don't let God operate in and through you, you're just going to keep losing the battle over and over again. Because the battle is not yours. See, I was wrestling on the level of what I could see in the natural not the supernatural. The Bible tells us the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers. And, and it was so awesome how last week God reminded me when I was teaching EFJ about King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles. The Lord said, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. And you will not have to fight. What did he just say? You don't have to fight. Take your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give to you. See, the battle was not mine, nor was it my mom's, nor is it yours. It's God's. But however, I was stressing like it was mine. 
I was worrying like it was mine, and I find myself wasting a lot of strength and energy worrying instead of trusting. Y'all ever been exhausted before? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually exhausting. So let's go back to John 11, and let's keep reading John 11, 4 through 6. And it says, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Amen? So, the sickness will not end in death. Now, see, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, hold on. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I've read this before. And when God gave this to me, I'm like, why did I not see that before? Because that does not make sense. He heard that he was sick, but he stayed where he was two more days. Now, wait a minute. It says that God loved them so much that he waited two days. What kind of sense does that make? I love you, but I'm not coming. (laughs) What kind of love is that? Seriously. As I sat in the hospital watching my mother deteriorate, I wanted to take control of the situation. And the longer that I thought (laughs) that I could control the outcome, the more frustrated I became. So I had a talk with God. Now, I don't know how you talk to God, but me and God are buddies. I talk to him, really, I talk to him like he's my best friend. Yes, I have a reverence for God. Yes, I have a fear for the Lord. But sometimes, can I just be real? I talk to him like, hello. (laughs) Uh, Here's your two options. You either heal my mom completely, because you're a God of miracles. You can do all things, you know, or just take her home. Here's your two options. But you loved loved him so much you waited two days. So he's waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. See, the challenge is trusting God in the uncertainty. And here I was questioning God's timing and his wisdom in my mom's life. Like, hello, he created her. (laughs) He created me. He created you. But at this point, I thought, God, I've prayed to you. We've had conversations about this. And how long is this going to last? I felt as though I was being ignored. You ever been there? Have you ever ignored someone's text or call? I'm guilty. I'm so guilty. You see their name come up on your phone, but you're just like, oh, let me turn that on. I got time because I'm not in the mood. Or uh, I'm too busy to answer that. Or, well, maybe you just don't want to answer it because you already assume, oh, they're just wanting such and such. (laughs) I don't want to have to deal with that today, right? Well, 
I apologize to those that I've done that to, but I can't guarantee it's not going to happen again. So, moving right along. Now, have you ever felt when you're going through something that nobody's there for you? Nobody understands what I'm going through. Let me help you. Nothing's new under the sun, under the moon. It's We all go through. Amen? So, how about someone sometimes just says, you know, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Can I just be real? Sometimes I just don't want to hear that. (laughs) I've heard it a million times. I know what the scripture says. Yes, I have great faith, but I'm still frustrated. Don't tell me that. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So there's only so much that people can do for you. There's only so much. So stop putting your faith in people. Jesus is the only one who can fill all your needs. So let's look back at the scripture. It says that he waited because he loved them, not because he was too busy or he couldn't, because the word said he was only two miles away. Now, some of y'all that like to exercise, two miles is nothing. What's that, 30 minutes, 45? I don't know, maybe an hour and a half for me, but... (laughs) But the word says that he did it for the glory of God. So whether she was healed by a miracle or taken to heaven, she had received the glory of God, and God gets all the glory. Amen? So let's go back to the scripture, John eleven twenty one, 21, and it says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So basically, she was where I was. She was questioning him. Like, if you can do all things, why didn't you do what I needed you to do? You've done it for many others. I mean, hello, look at all the miracles that are sitting in this room that are upstairs in EFJ that are over there in TR, in the, in the ch- children's church. So I went home the day that my mom passed away, and I wept like a baby. I curled up in my bed and I cried out. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. So at this point, I realized, okay, either I'm going to trust and obey. Either I'm going to trust and obedience is going to propel me or I'm going to allow myself to be paralyzed by self-pity. Oh, poor me. My mom just died. Nobody understands. Nobody knows how I feel. It's blah, blah, blah. No. No. Can I tell you? He was like, rise up. What are you doing? You have the spirit of God in you. All you must do is open the word of God. Because how many of y'all know that he is our ever-present help in time of need? He's let, never left us nor forsaken us. And Isaiah 43, 2 reminds us that when we pass through the waters, God will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. For I 
and the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. See, I know that God is for me. I know that God is holy and God is good. And greater is he that's in the world than he, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So how dare I just lay there on the bed of death and self-pity, oh, poor me. No, 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 no. It's not poor me. Poor me. Pour into me. Amen? No. See, even though my mom wasn't healed, and even though she died, he is the resurrected King Jesus. He has proclaimed freedom for the prisoners. He recovers sight for the blind, freedom for the oppressed. And Jesus came to deliver us to dominate our environment and our situations. John eleven twenty five 25 says, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me will even, will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? He has accomplished all this on the cross. And the cross reminds my heart to trust his faithfulness and his unfailing love. He will always be enough. So why not trust him? Why not give him the battle? It's his anyway. Jesus wants to go to the place where you've stopped trusting him, just as he did in me. Now, your situation may not be death of a loved one, but it can relate to death or sickness In any situation, it could be your marriage, it could be your children, it could be your job, it could be physical or mental health, it could be finances. So let me ask you, where have you rolled the stone in front of the tomb and you won't let God roll it away? Because when Jesus went to the tomb where, I mean to the cave to where the stone was where Lazarus laid, He told them to remove the stone. Now, how many of you know he could have easily done that for them? But he wanted them to roll that stone away. And he called out to Lazarus. So what is your Lazarus? He's calling it out to you today. And he's saying, come out, Lazarus. What is your Lazarus? Where is your trust? Is it in him? And it is through trusting and obeying that will bring about the answer needed in every situation that you need. It is through this that we as believers will be able to bring the message of God to the world. Trust and obey. It's crucial for spiritual growth. No matter what, You're giving to God, regardless of what you're doing for God, no matter where you're going for God, if you're not trusting and obeying him, all those things you're doing are not enough. He operates according to his purpose. And when all else fails in life, we must trust God's plan. But even before anything goes astray, 
Putting our faith in the Lord is the greatest assurance that we can press onward. See, my mom's time here on earth was done. But see, God wanted to change something on the inside of me. And that was to trust him in a new way and on a different level. Just like he wants to do in each and every one of you. So my prayer today is that you give him back control of your life. You let him roll that stone away. You have to be the one that gives it to him because he's not going to do it for you. You have to ask him because he respects you. He wants you to cry out to him. He is your Abba Father. And if you ask, you shall receive. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.